Are we still recording? Oh, gosh. I guess we should start this, huh? Now that we're not disturbing Chris's gaming. Oh, my gosh. Yes, because Fallout is so much more important than... Gosh. Oddity Files. Yeah. The podcast. Oddity Files. The podcast. It's, we're sitting here in the middle of a winter vortex. We are. And I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Clayton Abbott. And the weather is a lie. It is a lie. It was not supposed to snow. It was just supposed to be cold, which I was prepared for. Yeah. We've done this before. Yeah. And then it started literally blizzarding on the way here. Yeah. Well, it, you, you got to pretend like you were in the Millennium Falcon going warp speed. Mm, no, warp speed is Star Trek. <laughs> what's what's Star Wars? Um, just light speed? Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm way more a Star Wars fan than I am Star Trek. Anywho, welcome to the show, kids. So what have you been up to? All the things, but not as many things as you. I don't want to talk about it. Are Mine you are sure? so depressing. I just got a front door today. During the winter vortex? Yes. Unacceptable. At what point do you just go, fuck it, and move in, move in here? <laughs> Well, we, so our, the front door like walks into our living room and kitchen. It's all just like one giant open area. For those who don't know, Clayton just moved into a new place. Correct. Um, and we signed the lease before it was done because it's a brand new renovation. The house is super old, but they've essentially redone everything from the studs up, mm-hmm. out, whatever direction. Um, and so we were super excited. They had this original deadline of like January 7th and our move-in date wasn't until the 15th. We're like, oh, like that's perfect. Well, they've s- clearly surpassed their deadline. Clearly. It's February 2nd. They've clearly <laughs> gone past their deadline. <laughs> they clearly have. Uh, but yeah. so like I was saying, um, they just now put our new front door in. And so we had a massive hole going into the living room kitchen that was just outside. So we were just hiding out in our room with... With the pups and kind of like to... I did when I was getting my flooring put exactly. in. Exactly, we're just starting to go crazy because it's like, oh, let's go to the gym or something. Well, we can't because they're still here. We have no idea when they're gonna leave. Like uh, yesterday, they the left worst. at three. Today, they left at six thirty or five. Yeah. Th- whatever time it was. You're like, oh, we'll be here at six. I'm like, you guys gonna text me when you're on your way at like five <laughs> fifty. So, no, I, I mean, I get it. I just went through all this. All my, my guys would always leave like early, yeah, like hours early, which just extended the whole freaking process. So at least you got the guys staying a little late. True. It's Here's just, I'm just line. tired of the house being so cold. No, I get because it. Because that also makes like being impatient and all that just so much worse because you're just so irritable and you're freezing. The bitchy factor goes up. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Unacceptable. Well, I'm sorry. It's okay. We're here. I have a, a, a non-haunted guest room if you need it. Just put it out there. Well, like I said, if we didn't have to be there for these people to do all this work, mm-hmm. we were literally going to stay here. I'm so over it being cold. Well, but I'm just putting it out there. The offer always... I lost my way. Coda, get the door when they get there. Don't let them steal anything. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. 
so, but earlier today, um, so my mom was supposed to be in Indy for some meetings, but they were canceled because of the polar void vortex or postponed, we shall say. Which is crazy. Um, and she was like, Clayton, I had to turn off your podcast today because I got so creeped out. What? And I was like, by what? Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't think we've told any like extremely spooky stories. Yeah, I don't consider us creepy. I, I consider us a paranormal paranormal podca- podcast with sarcasm. Absolutely. And like some of our listener supported stuff, like it's definitely more eerie, but it's not like too spooky, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, I guess the conjuring, whatever. Point being, we're not like trying to scare you. No. Um, but she was like, I had stories. to turn it off. So she was like, while you guys were telling the um, the story about the downstairs bedroom and the boat and all that, uh-huh. her Siri kept popping up. What? I swear. Saying like, whatever Siri says, like, boop, boop, like, can I help you or whatever she says, yeah. you know? Because um, now, thanks to you, I get Siri and Alexa mixed up. Um <laughs> But, um, yeah, and she was like, it kept popping up, and I would just, like, dismiss it and try to ignore it, but then it just kept happening, and then while this, um, and she was like, and then, like, the further you guys got into the story, like, I just got creeped out that that was happening with the same story, and she's like, I just had to shut it off. (laughs) I was like. What story was it? When we were talking about downstairs. The the boat from hell. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So... I have a little story to tell. Uh-oh. Did something happen? No. I've been in a funk. Like a really nasty funk since probably even before Christmas. And I've just not been myself. I've been unmotivated. All I want to do is sit on the couch and watch TV. And that's just not me. Mm-hmm. So I decided decided to hardcore smudge the house this week. And I asked Anna to leave. Oh. <gasps> I did. And I felt better. Whoa. Yeah. For those who don't know, Anna is a spirit I believe followed me home. We've talked about her on several episodes. My head's getting all lightheaded talking Mine, about I it. Swear Get my, out. I swear no. to you. I literally, I'm not kidding right no. now. I just got a very like when we walk into a room at a location it sensation. It feels like all the blood draws out of your head. Yes. No. I swear to you. Fucking and like way. my arms are all tingly. Mm-hmm. Anywho... Um, I started thinking about it and I'm like, especially after I should continue with the Anna story because I, I realized some people don't listen in order. Anna is a spirit who followed me home from the Culbertson mansion in New Albany. New Albany, Indiana. It's episode one, season one on Amazon Prime. And um I believe she followed me home. She seemed like a great girl. She just kind of messed with electronics every once in a while. I'll I'll insert she uses the word follow very in a very I kinda interesting sorta way. invited her. <laughs> Watch the episode, you'll understand more. Um but after having my aura read at Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum and she's talking about, you know, maybe some of these spirits aren't what they say they are, the first thing I thought of was Anna. Mm-hmm. Um and I know you felt that way for a little bit. Yeah. And even if she she is this 15-year-old servant girl that followed me home, I feel like having her here made it okay for anything else to come. For sure. So I I pretty much cleansed my home of everything but my spirit guides 
and my guardian angels. And I, I do feel better. Today Whoa. was funky, but I think it's because of the vortex and the sinuses and everything else. Yeah. But I do feel much better. That's crazy. Yeah. I specifically said, Anna, it's time to go. Yeah. Go back, find your letters or whatever it is you need to do. Whoa, that's insane. Yeah. Well, then we just need to make sure we stick to the fact that, like, honestly, just not bringing her up in investigations. Like, we have one coming up and just... Yeah. I know sometimes we kind of use her as, like, an out sometimes when we're not getting things. Yeah. And I feel like we just should just, like, cut the cord and... Yeah. Just have all on. the evidence that we have with her. Yeah. But move on. Yeah, I agree. That's so, crazy. That's my big news. That's Up in crazy. the Duncan residence. I know. I still need to um, go through and sage the new place. Yeah. But I'm like, if we don't have a front door, then everything's just going to get sucked right out anyways. So like, being an old building, any nothing. vibes or anything? I'm actually like extremely comfortable. Good. Um, I was home alone upstairs for a few hours, like putting the theater and everything together. And like it never even like sometimes just being home alone, especially in like yeah. a more secluded room. Just creepy. Just, yeah. Just, you know, at night. And nothing. Yeah. And like I've been sleeping just fine until contractors knock on the door at eight AM. But, you know. I will say I also forgot to mention this, since we talked about the boat and the haunting of the guest room downstairs. Not even a week later, I started seeing shadow figures in my bedroom. In when your I bedroom? Get up, my bathroom, actually. When I get up in the middle of the night. Now, I don't know if it's because my eyesight's going bad. Maybe I have blind <laughs> spots. I don't know. I'm not. I, it's just felt funky here. Really? Yeah. Did you did it feel any weird when you walked in? Mm-mm. Maybe I'm going crazy? It's definitely a possibility. I mean, I could admit it. I don't know. Or it just could be a winter funk. It could just be. Yeah. Cabin fever. This is the longest January ever. Well, it's been really long. I mean, with there were a couple of things that happened with work that we didn't have to travel. Yeah. And so I think that's part of it too. I'm I've just been home. Well, that's the thing. Like, and when you guys took time off in the summer, one, it was summer. Yeah, we were out of the like, boat. Ton of landscaping yeah. and boat and travel. Like you went up to Michigan. Yeah. It's literally just been inside. Pretty much since I finished this room, I haven't yeah. had a project. Right. So I've been in, in that funk. Right. But but I digress. Hey, in like three days, it's going to be almost 60 degrees. <laughs> if Indiana, if you don't like the weather, give it a just, day. Just, give it a, just go to sleep. Yeah. Anywho, so we're caught up. It's so funny when Clayton got here, we're like, we're not going to talk to each other. I know. And I know there's something recording. else that I was thinking as well. Um, I have no clue who goes first. Should we do some housekeeping? Check out our website, oh. oddityfiles.com. Um, we have our live show at Horror Hound, March 15th. And tickets and info oh, at, at uh, horrorhoundweekend.com. Also, I want to plug the Ghost Stories event for Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Hillary, yeah. and Hillary Burton. It was so great to have her on the show. The uh, tickets and info are on Aster Services for Children and Family website. And you can get it on Ticketmaster. Just type in Ghost Stories 3 and all that will come up. Did you notice she called me Jeffrey's other wife? I did. <laughs> I'm going to take that. Because <laughs> dang, he's a handful. <laughs> I told her. It's not like I'm keeping secrets. Oh, she knows. <laughs> she married him. Oh, so all kinds of good stuff. Check us out on the social at Oddity Files. Right now, we're on our Facebook fan group. Yes. It's Oddity Files fan group. We're doing a live. It's exclusive 
for the fa- fan group members and merch at oddityfiles.com. Yeah. What's crazy is that uh, this is our 10th episode. Dude. And I know that sounds so small, but at the same time, like, I feel like we just started this. Okay, first, grab your wine glass. Oh, where'd it go? Put the pinkies up. Cheers. Oh, gosh, cheers. Go us. Insert. Chink. Chink. <laughs> um, but yeah, 10 episodes. I feel like, one, like I said, I feel like we just started. But two, like, I've never, like, felt a lull. Like, I, I'm still enjoying this and, like, researching stories. Um That's so much fun. I mean, there's so many stories that I read and don't do because, like, oh, there's not enough evidence or something like that that I'm just like, there's so much out there. All over the world. All over the world. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. So, But I'm I'm having fun with it. Absolutely, guys. Follow us on everything. Um, And please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and all the major podcast apps. Yeah. There. Who goes first, James? Awesome sauce. So you ready? I'm ready. For the vampires of New England? Yes, of New England. Didn't I just, yeah, I just did a New England story, didn't I? The Spalding House? It was Rhode Island. Well, and this is in Exeter, Rhode Island. Oh, my gosh. There you go. It's also the story of Mercy Brown. So in Exeter, Rhode Island, several members of George and Mary Brown's family suffered from tuberculosis infections in the final two decades of the 19th century. Tuberculosis was called consumption back in the day and was devastating and a much feared disease. They really didn't know a whole lot about it. The symptoms were fatigue, night sweats, and coughing up white phlegm or even foamy blood. One common symptom was a significant weight loss, giving the impression that the life was being slowly sucked out of the patient. There was no cure or medical treatment for it. Anyone who contracted the disease had an 80% chance of dying from Whoa. it. When was the big tuberculosis oh, outbreak gosh, for like me. Waverly? Was that the, like the 50s? I don't know. R- maybe 30s, because this is the 1800s. So. Apparently, that thing went on for a long time. Uh, George Brown lost his wife, Mary Eliza, to the disease in 1884. Two years after the death of his wife, his oldest daughter, Mary Olive, died from the same illness. And almost 10 years later, the Browns' only son, Edwin, also contracted the the disease. At the time, doctors would recommend sunlight and rest to cure the, 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 really? The disease. First glass of wine. Yeah, only halfway through Maybe it is the crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so George sent his son off to Colorado Springs <laughs> with the hopes of curing his only son and the disease currently ravaging the small town of Exeter. While Edwin was gone, the Browns' remaining daughter, Mercy, lost her life to cons- consumption in January 1892 and was placed in a holding tomb since the ground was still frozen and they'd have to wait to bury her until the, the sure. ground thawed. Once Edwin finally returned, he was not doing much better. Um, and after being home a few weeks, his condition got worse and worse. So this is where the vampires come into play. Folklore of the day and the people trying to make sense of this devastating loss, people believed around New England, saying that each family had a member who was sucking the life 
out of the others like a vampire. Somebody who'd already passed away, even though that word hadn't even been made up yet. The word vampire. And the other family members would die if the family member causing subsequent harm as they took the life from others from the grave. So, you know, all this Chinese telephone, no, no way to research the disease, things like that, in an attempt to protect the survivors and ward off the effects of consumption, the bodies of those who had died of the disease were exhumed and examined. The corpse was deemed to have been feeding on the living if it was determined to be unusually fresh for how long it had been buried, especially if the heart or other organs contained liquid blood still. Hmm. So I guess they didn't embalm them right. back then. I don't know. After the culprit was identified, there were a number of proposed ways to stop the attacks. The most benign of these was simply to turn the body over in its grave. Um, some other cases, families would burn the fresh organs and rebury the body of the family members. And then the surviving family members would inhale the smoke from the burned organs or consume the ashes to further attempt in a further attempt to cure the consumption so i guess you know even in the lore of vampires today they'd either cut the head off or it was the heart right mm -hmm. like a stake in their heart yeah a stake yeah. in their heart so apparently by eating the heart it would cure everything and you'd be fine <laughs> who knew no no internet again um, while George didn't firmly, firmly believe that that was the cause for the loss of his family members, he was desperate to save his only remaining child. And in March, decided to dig up his wife and daughters in the hopes of sparing Edwin's life. They dug up both Mary and Mary Olive and found just what you'd expect for a 10-year-old corpse, bones and decay. Um, and then they moved on to the holding tomb um, and opened Mercy's casket because she still hadn't been buried yet. Um, upon opening Mercy's coffin, George and the people with him were shocked to see that Mercy's body was in pristine condition and that some sources say her body was not in the position it had been buried in originally and that her fingers, fingernails and hair had grown significantly, which we know today that happens. Um, there was, upon further examination, liquid blood was found in her heart and other areas of the body. It was quickly concluded that Mercy was a vampire. I don't know what the name they used for it then was. And that she was the culprit, culprit of Edwin, Ed, words are so fucking hard. She was the culprit of Edwin's lingering disease. George Brown had his body, his daughter's body removed from the casket and a physician then removed her heart, which was burned to ashes, and the ashes were then fed to Edwin. Edwin held on for a bit longer, but finally died a slow, miserable death and was buried with the rest of his family. It was much later decided that Mercy's body, had still being in such a pristine state, was due to the freezing temperatures and because, well, science. Um... <laughs> But this story is said to be the inspiration for Bram Stoker's Dracula. <clears throat> and that is the story of the vampires of New England and Mercy Brown. I actually saw this on Lore. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought Mercy Brown sounded familiar from something, but it might just be one of those names, too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And I've seen other stories on, like, Mysteries at the Museum of different... 
not this specific family's sure. thing, but where they would take the bodies um, after they had been buried, dig them back up, take their leg bones, their upper, their thigh bones out, put them in a cross over their chest, and then cut their head off, and their bodies facing up and their heads facing down. They were. Whoa. Everybody thought this was the thing. Gosh, isn't that crazy? Like, think about how much stuff there is just in all of mythology that just goes back to lack of science. Le- lack of information, period. Right, that's what I mean. Like, Even if somebody knew it was consumption or whatever else, it's how do you spread the word that, right. no, there's, there's no, no internet. thing as You can write a book. Yeah. Well, I mean, even that, I don't know. No True. telephone, no nothing. That, yeah. Nuts. That's good, though. Vampires. Vampires. I know. And vampires are another thing that, like, I feel like they walk the line kind of the same line as Bigfoot. There are people out there that firmly believe that there once were vampires, especially in Europe. There are people that firmly believe they are are vampires. There's a couple, like, in Louisiana or something that drinks each other's blood. It's nuts. Um, But yeah, so I, I mean, it's just. When I think vampires, I think of it as the same line as like wizards, you know, like yeah. obviously yeah. fake, but yeah. you know, mythology. See, I believe in wizards and witches. You believe in Harry Potter? Not that version. See, uh, that's the line vampires walk for me. Okay, I do believe in in that people have magical abilities. I believe in witches. Yes. Okay. We're just going to leave it at that. We are. Because okay. I feel like my, <laughs> I'm thinking of a very different type of. Oh, no, not legit. Harry Potter, there's a school and, right. and we, we play. And they have wands and, you know, that sort of Disney-esque. Yeah. Like, Hashtag Team Gryffindor. <laughs> Slither. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> um, okay, so mine is a haunting and it's not, um, it's not really, there's not a lot to it. It's pretty just like plain and simple um so well, let's do it on december 4th 1888 two boaters um like boat people two people in a boat um I'm picturing like our pontoon boat <laughs> right um discovered a young girl's body in birmingham's birmingham alabama's east lake okay um the body belonged to may hawes um the seven or eight year old daughter of railway engineer richard hawes um the coroner determined that she had been murdered so again, these two guys just find the seven or eight year old girl in this oh. lake out of nowhere. That's the worst. Um, so soon after the discovery, authorities began searching for May's father, who had recently traveled to Mississippi to marry a young woman. Only problem is he was already married to May, that little girl's mother. Okay. Emma. And both Emma and May's sister Irene were missing. Oh. So the mother the do- other daughter are missing. They find, but they didn't know any of this until they found this one girl in this lake. The little girl. Okay. Gotcha. Again, it's 1888. So it's not like they're, you know, keeping track on PSA is going out and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, as luck would have it though, a local newspaper received a telegram announcing Richard's ma- uh, marriage in Mississippi. So the telegram <laughs> also listed the newlyweds train itinerary and authorities arrested, arrested Richard um, when his train stopped in Birmingham. How about that? Love it. <laughs> so Karma. Richard's new wife was a little surprised. 
and pissed when she discovered <laughs> not only has she married a man that's already married, but he's also being accused of murder. His wife and his daughters. Not only murder, but murdering this daughter that sh- this woman didn't even know about. Yeah, so shortly after the arrest, police discovered Emma and Irene Hawes, um, their battered remains in Lakeview Park waterway, which is, get this, oh, it's so terrible to laugh. Um, it's now drained, that waterway where they found the two bodies. Okay. And part of Highland Park Golf Course. Oh. So. Well. You know, if you're ever on the putting green and think you see something, you might. <laughs> you might um, actually see but, something. Both had been beaten and weighed down with railway ties. Oh, Keep shit. in mind, he's like a railway engineer, a railroad engineer. Oh, this um, guy sucks. Crazy. And, like, obviously, I'm going to finish the story, but, like, do you think he killed all of them and hid them to try to hide them from his new wife? I absolutely do. Me too. What a crazy. dick face. So, um, the jury, obviously... Um, found him guilty of murder, and Richard was publicly executed February 28, 1890. Okay. So, karma. Um, so. Still waiting for the haunting. That's where we're, okay. that's where we're here. I had to give the backstory, though. <laughs> no, I love it. So, Mayhaw's is obviously, like, I want to know why she was taken somewhere different. Anyways. Um, according to local legend, May now haunts East Lake. Um, wandering the shoreline at twilight and calling out for her mother and no. sister. Some witnesses have seen um, a drowned child floating above, like just in the distance. And like as they get closer, it just disappears. Um, they've seen like a face when they're looking down in the water. Um, while others have spotted her caressing the lake's geese. Um, it's these stories and others that prompted locals to dub Mayhaw's the, the mermaid of East Lake or child of the lake. Um, her spirit is so well known in Birmingham that locals gathered at the lake on Halloween to place lit jack lanterns along the shore and toss flowers into the water. They say that she prefers carnations. Oh, I was really hoping you were going to say that the dad was haunting and stuck in limbo somewhere. Oh, no. But that's why I saw like it's very just yeah. cut and dry. It's just this little girl. I've never who, heard of that haunting before. Me either. I never heard of it. And um, I would go golfing. To meet her, but I suck at golf. Well, she's not her the this her sister and mom were found where the golf course in is. the Lakeview okay. Park waterway, which has now been drained. But they were at the bottom, tied to railway ties. Um, I do wonder why she was separated from the I other two, though. Maybe she tried to run away. Maybe. Um, oh, poor baby. But she was only eight or nine. Um, but yeah, it's so um, it's cool that something. I mean, eighteen eighty eight. That's a while ago. Yeah. And the fact that, I mean, you like to think that back then, murder, especially murder that no one ever heard about was more common, just with news and everything. I feel like yeah, there's always a story, but that stuff like this would just get kind of looked over as another time back when. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that on Halloween, people still go they to still this lake. still celebrate her life. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. But can you imagine just like being on a boat and then like seeing a little girl like calling for her mom or something like this and then it not being i don't know what i do honestly so the reason i did the story i was like i have so many personal experiences with child spirits i was like i kind of just want to dive in and try to find with your handy dandy flashlight something like that yeah no we should go let's just go i know well we have (laughs) we have a show later this 
year maybe in Birmingham. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, but that would be cool just to go to the lake and just even if we just walked the, the shoreline and yeah. see if we felt anything weird. But Spirit box in hand and a uh, flashlight. That's all we need. Just a spirit box and a flashlight. You're right. <laughs> Um, we will find her yeah, and we like will said, let her tell her story. I know. Poor May. She was eight or nine. Oh, that's so sad. But here's the thing. Like, what about the mom and daughter or mom and sister? Maybe they crossed over together because they were together. Maybe she's still looking for mom. Oh my gosh. And that's why she's always calling for him. Yeah. Damn. This dad's the but worst. That dad is the worst. I know. She looks so sweet. So sweet. People are crazy. I fucking hate people. People are crazy. No. Like. That's why we hunt ghosts. I love ghosts. <laughs> I fucking hate people. How many times are we more terrified of <laughs> every real humans time. being in this location, like being in these locations than ghosts? Like if we were at, what was it? The para cafe. And I start screaming and you're like, don't piss off the ghosts. I'm like, I'm not worried about ghosts. I'm worried about people being up here. It's the worst. The worst. Um. But yeah, I thought it was. No, that it was, was a cool. It was sweet. Stand. It wasn't. Yeah. I know, and that's why not all ghost stories are like scary and spooky and malicious and out to possess you. No, they're really not. Because like you're gonna tell me that this poor little girl with what happened to her is still here to try and. Yeah, like a little girl ghost asking for her mommy. Is a demon. No. It's not. It's not. It's absolutely not. She's just not at rest. Oh, so I made a phone call this week to a friend of ours, a mutual friend. Who? Bruce Campbell. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I thought I was getting ready to hear something that I didn't know. Oh, no, 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 And no, I no. was like, oh, gosh, I'm not ready. <laughs> But he, he, I, I had, mess, I'd reached out to him. I'm like, so you know, Clayton and I are, are doing this podcast. Do you have any paranormal stories? And he's like, actually, like two days ago. Yeah, so Whoa. it's super timely. Um, and I think James has it on the computer over there. Do you want to listen to it? Yeah, might as well. Okay. So, what are your thoughts on the paranormal? Um, I think it's silly for us to rule anything out. Amen. Um, I'm seeing some stuff in my life that I can't explain. And when you see a couple of those things, you go, okay, maybe there's something else going on. <clears throat> Whether it's lost ones, loved ones, weird things that happen, things that can't be explained. Um, I've felt time shift before. And that's not even being stoned, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, it's, uh, exactly. It, it's it felt thing. real. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, two examples. Okay. One was not so much, it was a weird energy vibe thing. Okay. Um, and it's like a universe thing. Like I was in Los Angeles uh, trying to catch a flight out of L.A. At the end of the day, 5.30 p.m., and it was, I was doomed. I was late. There's traffic. I had to take a rental car back. It's not going to oh, happen. I'm, the math of it was, was not going to work. Wrong time, wrong place, wrong everything. So it was me against the world. Yeah. And I thought, well, what if that's not working? What if that, that mode of, of perceiving the world is, doesn't seem like that's going to work? 
What if everyone is exactly where they were supposed to be right now? Right. Instead of, instead of thinking that everything is chaos, that you look around and you go, this looks like chaos. People are merging and trucks trying to cut over. You're like, this, but if you, I just reversed it. I went, no, I'm going to take the approach that I'm supposed to be right here, right now. I'm not late. Not late till I'm late. I like that. Yeah, and it was amazing. The, it was an instantaneous, the flow of the traffic never stopped once. It was slow, but it never stopped. Yeah. Got to the airport, you know, as I pull in, drop the car, the shuttle is just about to leave. I'm on it. Get to the thing, get to the gate. People are loading right on it, right on the plane. I didn't stop once. Oh, it was magical. Yeah, and yet it was a glimpse in my mind of what is the actual. And then we get fooled by physicalities. We get fooled by the physical world. Whereas I am a firm believer in that. Yeah, you know, and sometimes the metaphysical sort of determines the physical in a weird sort of way. Like you see what you believe as much as you believe what you see. Exactly. I wouldn't even know how to say that, but that was very well said. Yeah. So, okay, now, next actual incident was more, much more recently. Okay. This first thing was years ago, 10 years ago. But it was a great little glimpse into go, you go, wow, maybe things do, do work together. Maybe there is a universal intelligence that's kind of pulling some strings somewhere. That we're not just, you know, spinning in a ball of muck of DNA, you know. Exactly. So many ways to look at the universe. So anyway, I'm where I am now at home, southern Oregon. And to set the scene of it, we're about 2,200 feet elevation, looking at the Siskiyou Mountains, which are about 7,000 feet. Oh, my. And the weird, so it's pretty, nice mountain view. And um, the Siskiyous are one of the weird mountain ranges that runs east and west. The Rockies okay. are north and south. The Appalachians are a little diagonal, but most stuff is north and south. This is one of the few mountain ranges that runs east and west. Okay. So looking dead south is my view. I just see a wall of mountains. And so I'm doing a phone interview, similar like chatting to you. I'm pacing around upstairs. Yeah. And we have a French doors that open out to the view. <clears throat> and I'm talking to this person on the phone, blah, de, blah, de, blah, blah. A uh, warbling light appears from over the other side of the mountains. A little what? bigger. It, it's a bigger light than a traditional jet. I, I see jets from <clears throat> New York and San Fran going over me all the time to Seattle. Okay. I know their routes, the angles. I know what they look like. You know, jets are very precise. They move at a certain speed, certain height, normally commercial traffic. Yeah, they have certain color lights. and They do, flashing yeah. red lights. It's always that. So this was a warbly thing that appeared directly above the mountains. It uh, looked like it was coming at me, but it didn't have that. It didn't have the elevation, didn't have the altitude of a commercial flight. Oh, wow. Uh, we do get weird crafts. I mean, we do have, you know, schmoes just piloting their individual crafts over the mountains, just dicking around. You have drug runners. You do have weird guys in ultralights are around here. But so this thing popped up and it was a white light. It wasn't uh, the commercial red repetitive type of light. And it would look like there was a little bit of um, diffusion, like it was a heat lamp was under it. It's that wavy, oh. it was a little bit of a wavy diffusion. Yeah. So... <clears throat> 
and it kind of seemed like it was moving, but it seemed like it wasn't, like it was coming at me. So it was harder to tell how far away it was. So right. started doing that thing, and I, and I looked at it and go, God, I think I've seen that before. I used to, when I wrote, uh, I've written a couple of books out here, and it's we're rural Oregon. There, it really is. There's no lights on the mountains. There's no, really no civilization. And right over mm-hmm. me is the California border. So there's not much going on up here. Okay. So anyway, that's that's the setting of that. It's about dusk. So while I'm looking at this light, talking to this person, going, that's a weird warbly light. What is up with that? Behind me in the foyer of the house, there's two entrance lights, both okay. on separate switches, separate dimmers. And one of them goes, goes down to about half, like a brownout. Goes down to about half. Okay. Goes, back up. And then the other one goes down by about half and then back up to full. Now, if the house was doing a brownout, the whole house would have done that. Everything at the same time. Everything would have done it at the same time. Those two lights are not on the same control. Oh, wow. Individual controls. So they would have normally, if they were connected, would have both gone up and down together or whatever, you know. Sometimes the electrical circuit get timed together. In this case, they were operated completely separately and I felt that there was a, some weird correlation between that thing and those lights acting weird. I turned back around, the light was gone. It was I didn't no. see it go. I didn't see it take off or you know do some dramatic exit. It was just gone. And I said to myself, that thing was fucking with me. It was my yeah. first impression. That thing was like a finger going. Let me just. What does this little light do? Oh, look at yeah. that. And then. Yeah. Oh, look at this other one. Oh, that's it. How cute these little lights that these people have. (laughs) And then when I turned around, I mean, I had eyeballed that thing. I was watching it for 30 seconds easily while I was on the phone. Yeah. So it, I think, knew that I was looking at it. And so I think it was like it was just, I don't know, it was someone being, it felt like something was being curious. It was fucking with you, Bruce. Totally. That's what I'm thinking. Not, no, <laughs> not even in a malicious way. No, 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 no. It was playing with like, you, honestly. like, hey, what's, what's going on? Take a look at this, you know, little little human. I don't know. It was weird. No other lights. No other lights in the whole house. And, they, by the way, it's not like I have shitty wiring in this house. I just, you know, fixed this house when we redid all the wiring. So it right. ate the wiring. And those lights have never done that before or since. And That's there's nobody insane. here. It was me in the house alone. There was very little alcohol involved, very little marijuana at that particular moment. <laughs> at that particular so moment. I, yeah. So, I mean, I can vouch for it. And it just gives you a certain feeling. You go, That's not normal. That's not normal. No, exactly. That, and then all of a sudden. It hasn't happened. It doesn't feeling, happen. And you're not feeling quite as alone as you were 30 seconds prior. No, but then, then you look around and you go, Okay, it's gone. Where would that warbly thing have gone? It would not. Yeah. It was not moving fast enough to have in the twenty seconds that I was going. What's with the lights that were behind me? Yeah. To turn back, it was not moving fast enough to have normally gone out of my view. I have a big view of the mountain range. Where would it have gone? Exactly. That's what I can't figure out. And it was pronounced enough that I, it wasn't a reflection off of a window. Right. I saw it appear up over the mountain, so I saw it move. And it was moving so, very slowly yeah, and warbly kind slow. of hanging out. Yeah, almost like a helicopter type uh, approach. 
And, of course, you're out there all by yourself, so nobody else would have spotted it. No, no. It would have been interesting if uh, if my wife was home, you know, just yeah. to see the same thing. So, it was, you know, I love that shit personally. As long as I'm still here and I didn't get probed, you know, we're all good. <laughs> exactly. They can come down and look around. Because my theory is if you want to go dick around and not get sighted just from a physicality when you fly in here, uh-huh. You fly over nothing, and we're, we're surrounded by National Forest and Bureau of Land Management land. There really isn't a concentrated – Medford, Oregon is a town of, you know, maybe 100,000, but you get 45 minutes out of that. You just see little dots of ranches. You know, you don't yeah. – there's no one here, and Siski used – you know, Wairika is the biggest – Things south of us in California, north of us is Eugene, which is each one is two hours north or south. So there's just oh wow. So if I wanted to be a UFO to not get hassled, just that's even where you'd from, go. Even from a physicality, yeah, I'd go over the desert. I'd hang around over the desert. I'd hang around over the forest, and so you could do stuff that you wouldn't as immediately get spotted. I don't, I don't know. It's a hard thing because maybe in the cities. Maybe UFOs can hang out more in cities because there's always something flying around. That's true. They hit a city. You, you know, you do like the burn notice thing. You're hidden in plain sight. Yeah. You're like a spy. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought it was cool. Now, if it's a government plane, that's a little creepy. You yeah, know, I have seen sure. weird coastal. You see, I think defense, there's certain um, coastal defense planes that really fly high and are large. I've seen but like would a, it match with your lights? Uh, oh no. no, no, not at no, all. No, 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 not even close. It's too the precision of it is what uh, was got. It got that's what got me. Yeah. It wasn't I, a random like click click of the of that would that would have been something because out the out the boonies here they turn they turn our power off all the time or guy hits a telephone pole with his car we get knocked out. I have so that, the same situation, yeah, so I get it. it. We're first off, last on, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, those country people, they'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. They're right. used to it. They got stoves out there, yeah. yeah. So, but I, you know, so um, that's definitely an event that uh, occurred. Well, I appreciate you telling me that story. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. He is the grooviest motherfucker I know. He's such a great guy. Oh, my God. I adore him. He really is. Um, just from the moment like he walks into the room, it's just like. The first time I met him, I was just in awe of uh, from the photo ops aspect of it. He's one of my favorite people to shoot. He really is amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for telling us that story. It really was incredible. And I'm a sucker for all things aliens. So oh, for sure. Like, the fact that it even like lingers in that realm i just get like you know all excited. oh t- and the day i messaged him i guess that event had happened the day before so timing so crazy one more reason for me to move to oregon yeah it sounds like he's got a fabulous place out there but i'm super stoked about ripley's believe it or not coming oh, back and when he was like being in the warehouse that just like literally gave me flashbacks to watching it with dean kane oh and- my god I, I'm like I'm like trying to drop hints. So, you know, if you need any help, you just let me know because I'd love the oddities in case you were wondering. Right. I'll be a grip on the show. I can just, yeah, you know. Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll hold, I'll, whatever. Yeah. I'll pour wine. <laughs> I know we're getting pretty lengthy here, but we got a, a short little user submitted story. 
I love these. I know. And like, I keep thinking like, oh, one week, like we won't get one, but people keep sending them and it's awesome. And if you guys have them, anything that's happened, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, sheep squatch, octopuses. No, not octopuses. (laughs) uh, Oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can email them to us or on Instagram, Twitter, any of those things, just slide the stories in our DMs and we'll, um, if if we have space in the episode, then we'll absolutely read them. For sure. But, Can't um, wait. Uh, so, yeah. This one. Are you okay? I'm just trying to burp. Oh. <laughs> this story comes from Mariah. Um, she says, a couple years back, I was living with my then boyfriend. It was a two-story house and there was a lot, um, and there were a lot of people in the living room. Um, our room was upstairs and he asked me to go down to the kitchen to get us something to drink. Um. I said I said I would, and I headed down. At the bottom of the stairs looked directly into the living room, and sitting on the couch was a person. I stopped and just stared. It wasn't anyone that lived in the house. It was a tall man with a trench coat on and a wide-brimmed hat. His entire persona seemed to be black and shadowy, and his eyes were a deeper black. What? Odd. I thought I was seeing things, so I slowly made my way past him to the kitchen. I felt his eyes on me the whole time, and when I went into the kitchen, I felt him stand at the edge of the light watching me. Oh, my God. No. I turned and look at, to look at him, and he just stood there. I turned the light off, ran back to the room, and I could sense him following me. I made my way back into the room, and I could sense him on no, the other no, side no. of the door. That's terrifying. That is um, terrifying. <laughs> I, I thought that was the last of it. I had to have imagined it. For months after that, I would see him every night. Every Everywhere. Night. I was so scared, I started doing some research, hoping that I wasn't the only one who had experienced this, and I wasn't. I found lots of stories of shadow men. They're terrifying creatures that feed on fear. Once I learned um, what he was, I was able to tell him to go away. It took a couple of tries, but he finally left me alone, and I haven't seen him since. Oh, thank God. His presence just felt so malevolent and evil. I was scared just, um, I was scared to be alone. Just talking about it and pictures alone make me feel panicky. That's terrifying, Mariah. That is very terrifying. It's very but Slenderman. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other right. can of worms. Slenderman. Mm. That's so scary. So scary. But um, look at her researching it and figuring out how to fix it on her own. That's amazing. Right. And not just letting it drive you to go insane. Yeah. That's so scary. No. I Yeah. With the hat and the eyes. The I mean, deep eyes and the fact that he was just following her. And I, I kind of thought shadow people were just like kind of something you saw out of the corner of your eye. I, I know. Would, do you think that would fall into like the whole apparition category or would it be a shadow person? I don't even know. I don't either. This sounds like a lot more than a shadow person. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Mariah, that was an amazing story. That was amazing. Little creepy. Very creepy. I may have nightmares about I this know. Tonight. I was like, I'm going to be like, if I have to wake up to go get like a bottle of water or something in the middle of the night, I'm going to be like, I swear to you, if there's this tall man in the corner. I, that's I, it i'm now moving out of this house it's 42 degrees in the living room they're tall dark men christina i'm coming to your house i've got the dogs let's go hell no yours is just as haunted <laughs> well not anymore not anymore. i cleansed right. it maybe we'll see so when we first moved into this house um well still even to this day if if, if i'm downstairs by myself in the middle of the night and have to come back up the stairs, I every time run up the stairs and make this noise. Oh my god. It's just so creepy. 
I don't know. It's just it's just when you're alone and you think you feel somebody watching you. And there's something about going upstairs like you see, feel so vulnerable, like being on a staircase because like there's nowhere to go if something happens. There's not, except um, up, and then and every up and horror then you're movie. Trapped. Exactly. <laughs> oh, not a bad episode for number ten. No, that was good. Yeah, I like that story. I like the vampires. Poor little May. Poor May. Sweet Bruce, baby I might have to do an alien story next week just because you. Now my mind's all... Bruce is the shit. You guys should follow him on Twitter. He's groovy Bruce. Oh, he's hilarious on Twitter, too. Oh, my God. He's And amazing. he interacts with a lot of fans, which is always cool. He does. It's very cool. I adore the man. But we are Oddity Files. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Clayton Abbott. And make sure you rate, subscribe, review, and tell all of your friends about us. Yes, please. You know, we're sitting here, like, we're trying to get this going, um... We're doing everything in our power to get season two up on Amazon Prime. There's been like a, just to give you guys a little backstory, there's just been a glitch with one of the episodes that's holding it up. And it's, um, I think that might be part of my funk as well. Right. Well, and Amazon, Honestly. like Amazon's working hard as well. Yeah. Um, to try to figure it out. But that, that is what has been holding up season two. But, um, you know, in the meantime, we do have this for you guys. Season two has a lot of great episodes on it. It's stuff that, I just want to talk about so bad, so but, bad. <laughs> but I keep, you know, hinting I know, and, right? and I know these people are just wanting more and I, I can't yet, but we've got season one out there. If you haven't seen our show, Amazon Prime, search for Oddity Files. We're on there. I think we've got six episodes up there right now. Yeah. And as soon as season two gets released, we will be on all the social Promise. promoting the heck out of it. But thanks you guys so much for everything, your feedback, your emails and just your your love we love you right yeah. now happy february stay yeah. warm thank god happy valentine's day is this month shit <laughs> <laughs>